Say cool. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me? Yeah. How does this lighting look? Is this good? Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, sorry. I'm in the whipski, bro. No, Gotta it's do. all good. How you doing, Say Cool? Welcome to the show. Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Mad Max Radio, representing WSJU Radio. That's right. In quarantine. Yeah, we in quarantine, bro. It's nothing nice, man. It's uh, it's something different. You feel me? It's just like something we never gone through. So, you know, we're just trying to keep it together and make sure everybody, everybody's, you know, healthy and safe. That's all you can do. Yeah. You just dropped Hunter. I listened to the three tracks. Woo. What'd you think, bro? I want to know your honest opinions, really. I thought it was fire. I love the slick, the slick Rick, um, the slick Rick reference that you had. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Yeah, bro. I was trying to, you know, do some shit for the people, but then at the same time, do something that you know the real hip hop heads could relate to, and you know, really know what they're, you know, feel me, you know. Yeah, of course. You always do that with your music, and I know when we plan to do the interview, but we can't do it in studio. You wanted to freestyle, do something on a real hip hop beat, and then something for the hip hop heads now. But we could do one of those if you want, bro. I'm always down with both, man. You know, I'm down, bro. You know, yeah. I'm, I got the, I'm in the car, I got the ox, bro. Whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I'm down. I'm down for. I could just, I could just give you a beat, and you could just plug it in your phone. You freestyle. Yeah, bro. All right, I'll, I'll think of a beat during the interview. I'll think of one. All right, bet. <laughs> so how are you doing, though? Good? I'm feeling good, man. I just, you know, been working on a lot of content and uh, just building it up and making sure that everything looks solid. I'm sure you've seen some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that everyone's happy that you dropped something because anytime I ask you, I'm like, when are you dropping something? Because the last thing you dropped was Slime, but I think you did release a single after that, right? Yeah, I released Out for the Vibes which is a good little single as well. But Hunter definitely has been, a, um, you know, it's been a long time in the making, like me just focusing on uh, just getting better as an artist. And I think it, it really shows in Hunter, you know? Yeah. What made you choose that title, Hunter? Well, we were making the beat for it. Uh, me and my boy, E. Rose, uh, he made the beat for Hunter, which is, you know, the middle song in it. And then we just kind of thought it, it fit the theme, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a very coming out of the, out of the woods, you know, kind of thing. When like predatory, kind of like, you know, taking our shot and do what we got to do. Um, so we might as well call it Hunter. That was the, that was the name I gave for it. Um, because I think when I was making the song, I had originally, we had it at double speed. So the beat was at double speed. And um, I was saying like, I'm hunting them down. I'm hunting them down. Get it. Um, well, like kind of like that. And uh, so I called it Hunter. And then we slowed the beat down, so I just called it Hunter 2, you know, just because we, you know, it was the next session or whatever, and then the name just kind of stuck, so I just went with that. And it makes sense when you look at the album cover, it's camouflage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I try to make it all make sense, bro, you know, like, trying to be cohesive over here, bro. Who designed the album cover? Um, my boy Rohan, um, he's a great graphic designer, he does a lot of work, um, on his Instagram page, you can go check him out, Rohan GP. I think it's JPG. Uh, let me make sure. I don't want to get one real quick, but yeah, he helped me do it. I had just hit him up. We went to high school together, so you know I like to keep it, you know, close. Yeah, it's Rohan R O H A N dot JPG. 
but yeah, um, he helped me do that. We stuck together through high school, and then uh, you know I just hit him up recently, and he's going to be doing some more of my work too. As you know, as we all know, this is ha- this has to be done a brand new interview for reasons beyond our con- control. So I'm going to have to ask some questions that I've pro- probably asked in the past. Yeah, it's all good, bro. We we got to cover the bases, man. We do. So tell me, at what age did you start rapping? Yeah, you already asked me that. No, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I started rapping. Um, I started rapping for fun when I was like ten. Um, like I told you before, we went. I went to the Boys and Girls Club in Boston on Talbot Ave in Dorchester, and uh, my mentor, well, you know, a person I consider my mentor, he started helping me basically, and just he just you know wanted to see if some kids wanted to rap basically. Um, little did he know he was introducing me to like my passion basically. So he, you know, asked us if we wanted to rap. We wrote down our little, you know, our little eight bars, 16 bars, you know. And uh, I did it with one of my, you know, one of the guys who remain my best friends now. And from there, bro, we just, you know, put in the time and effort. And when you put in enough time and effort in something, you get good at it. When you get good at it, you know, it's not, you don't want to abandon it. So uh, I just stuck with it and just kept learning to make myself, you know, as, you know, as successful as I can be, basically. What made you choose the name Sekou? Sekou is actually my middle name, but it's spelled C-E-Q-U-O, and that was just too hard for people to spell. You know, they were just like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't even know this kid sounds African. Like, you know, he's African, though. Uh, but my dad's name is middle name is Josiah, and he went by his middle name in uh, high school and college. So I kind of feel like it's also me carrying on a tradition of going by our middle names, which I think is kind of funny. So I just started going by Sekou, and I think people really like this. So, I, you know, as you see, a lot of people on campus don't even call me Josiah anymore, you know. They just call you Sekou. Yeah, they just call you Sekou, you know. <laughs> You'd be performing at the spring concert this year? I think I was set up to. I think I had, uh, you know, talked to enough people, and uh, by this point I would have put out some material. And uh, I think that I would have lined up with maybe a uh, local Warbucks, which is another artist at uh, St. John's. I think me and him definitely, we had talked about like splitting a set instead of doing two separate ones just to, you know, level out the energy and be there for each other. So shout out to him. But uh, yeah, we just wanted to do that. But, you know, things change, man. So we got one more year to do it, though. So I'm, yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm ready. Hopefully, hopefully we're back on campus. I know there's already people talking on the news and the, the, the presidents of other campuses are coming out already saying that whether they're online or half and half is going to be on campus because they're talking about making a plan where freshmen and seniors go back. Freshmen and seniors? Yeah, that's what I've been listening to. That's what I've been hearing. Oh, jeez, man. Why, why just us, man? Why they, why they got to do that to us? I, I, th- I think seniors, because they want us to get the last experience at campus and maybe the opportunity to graduate, and then freshmen to get acclimated and set in about how the whole college process goes. That's going to be a delicate, <laughs> delicate balance, bro, on campus. is like you got all the freshmen and then all the seniors. It's going to be like little kids and like grown yeah, adults. <laughs> About to go to grad school and then, like, you know, this 19-year-old kid is trying to take your spot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, hey, people will get along either way. Yeah. Life is changing. Indeed, bro. People are adapting for sure. I know you are. You're probably still making music, right? Yeah, I had some stuff recorded. that I had Hunter already recorded before. Everything kind of fell out. 
So I was lucky enough that I could just release that. But I'm definitely working on ways, um, making more music with my, you know, I only really work with my my team and, you know, shout out to Sweet Four in, in New York. I really work with them. You had Buddha on your show. Um, and so he's a big part of my team and, you know, the team I work with and me working with him. So I, I kind of really want to get, you know, their opinions on everything and kind of go through that process before putting anything else. So I'm just working on ways to get music to them. You know, it'd be a good collab for you. And I had him on my show a couple weeks ago and I know you, you already know who he is. Millie's. Millie's bro. You don't even know. I love Millie's bro. He, <laughs> bro. He, I listened to, um, Blanco, um, Blank, you know his album Blanco, right? Yeah, Blanco. Two. Blanco 2, I think, right? Blanco 2, the one he just put out. Yeah. Bro, there's some, there's some tracks on there, bro. The one with him and Knuckles, bro. And the one where um, All On Me, bro, those two songs, like, Millie's is, is what's up. He, he definitely knows what he's doing. Shout out to him, bro. He's, he's a good guy. I've met him a few times. And, you know, even after the first time of me meeting him, he recognized me, you know, the second time. So he's... Definitely. I mean, it probably helped that I said I was from Boston, but, you know, it definitely helped me out, bro. Who are some other artists from Boston that you would work with? Um, Some artists that I would work with and that I also admire. I would probably say G.O.D. I think he's a good songwriter. I think he doesn't get enough recognition in Boston. Um, Stiz, Cousin Stiz, just because for the culture, like, yeah. he definitely, like, just put Boston, like, made some noise. Like, I have respect for anybody who made noise for Boston, and Stiz is definitely one of those guys. Um, and then lastly, from, from Massachusetts, Joyner, because he, yeah, he's putting up numbers right now, man. Shout out to that dude. He's, I've listened to him since his song Backwards, where he spits eight bars forward and then eight bars backwards. That's, I already knew he was, he was out of here, bro, so. It's great to see him do something to represent Mass in the way he does, and I just hope to do the same. I think you are. Something that people probably don't bring up in the interviews, they could, but I saw on YouTube you rapping on CBS in Boston. Yeah, bro. Freestyle. Yeah, I had done an interview with, uh, well, not, yeah, it was an interview with um, the news station, the local news station, I think it was CBS. And uh, it was because we had rap for Isaiah Thomas, you know, RIP that man's career, you know, but still making money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we rap for Isaiah Thomas. And it was because we met him at a meet and greet at Dick Sporting's Good, <clears throat> Dick Sporting Goods, which is the, my mentor took me there with a bunch of other kids. And uh, he was there doing a little, you know, interview, question, Q&A. So he wasn't really expecting much. So me and my boy, Eche, He's also, you know, I started coming up rapping with him, too. We were just like, yo, let's kick this freestyle for him. We're like, let's, let's show him what's up. So we both kicked the freestyle, and I had a, you know, some crazy line, like, with, um, it was, like, wordplay. I was talking about, like, them being in the playoff, no bull, and, like, they had knocked the bulls out in the playoffs that year. So he definitely took attention to that. And uh, the news just kind of got a hold of it, and uh, they put it up. And then we just came in for the the follow up interview, so it was a it was a cool experience, man. Definitely one for the books. What did Isaiah say to you after the freestyle? She was just like, "Yo, man, y'all dope, bro. Y'all, y'all, what's up, man? Y'all, y'all can come to any game y'all want. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Not that last <laughs> one. But yeah, he was just, you know, very. I feel like he was impressed at how young we were and how skilled we were, especially my boy who was younger, two years younger than me, and rapping at the same level. So. I think he definitely appreciated the the talent because he knows, you know, what hard work is and what it takes to get to that point. Yeah. 
Off of your first project, my favorite song off that is Get My Keep Moving. Yeah, bro, that's a lot of people's that's a lot of people's favorite, bro. You know, I listen back and I just think growth. You know, growth, growth, growth. You know, a lot of artists listen back and they say that they cringe at the music. Well, you know, you know, of course you you listen to it, you're like, I could have done this, I could have done that. But like the growth, it's the whole point of it, bro. That's why I haven't taken it down. And I just kind of left it up there because I want people to see that, like, you can do it. Like, it, it's just a slow moving process, but like, it's worth it. You just got to keep moving. How do you feel like you've grown since then as an artist? Definitely with the melodies, man. Uh, they've, they're so important. Um, and just switching it up every time in, in the songs, like every four bars, I just try to switch it up and just try to make sure that I'm captivating my audience. Um, and then as far as, you know, behind the scenes, just being in the studio again more and more and more and just dedicating my time to just like getting better and recording myself and learning how to mix myself and learning the business side of everything um, and just watching other people move and then taking stuff from them. So it's been a lot of learning behind the scenes and, you know, it's just now starting to come to the surface. There's diff three different themes off of Hunter. I feel as though Hunter is just, you know, it's that the banging track. Yeah. And, and, then, and then Timeless is just a chill vibe to me. Yeah. And, and Mind is, that's more of a workout song when I listen to it. Yeah, it's a little bit trippy, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely three different themes. What made you go with those three tracks for Hunter? I would say the first one, Timeless, was the one that we knew. Like, we wanted to push it. As soon as like my colleagues uh, heard Timeless, they were on it. They were like, yo, this has to be your, your main track to whatever you're putting out, even if you put it out as a single. So Timeless, we kind of knew that was going to be there. Hunter, that was became the theme because I wanted to work with this one producer, E-Rose, and uh, I, I saw it as a good opportunity to get exposure for me and for him, and I really loved the beat. So I just, you know, it was actually the last one that I selected to be on there. And then Mind, Mind was, it just throws so many vibes at you, like in the beginning from that switch to the hook and then to the last part where I'm just rapping like straight up, like for the bars. Um, I thought it was a good representation of like showcasing versatility. Uh, so the whole tape is just a, basically a showcase, like showing that, okay, I can make something that sounds like it'd be on the radio. I can make something that you would bump that's kind of ignorant. And then I can make something that's like, you know, kind of, you know, motivational, like, and just doing myself, doing me, basically. Yeah. And you embody all three of those types of tracks with Hunter. Yeah, bro, that's what, that was the whole goal, was to just, you know, showcase, showcase, showcase. And then on the next project, you're going to see even more of that on a whole different side of me, basically. When is the new project coming? Man, I think we're going to try to shoot for, like, mid-June, mid to late June. So right now we're just focusing on, Hunter, and then, you know, I got something special for him you know, when the summer really comes around. Is it going to be three tracks again, or is there going to be more? Uh, we're going to go with three tracks again. I think the momentum is good right now, and I think that uh, three is a good number to stay at. But in the future, I'm definitely looking to put out something a little bit more cohesive and longer. Can we expect some boom back from you, too? <laughs> Man, if the culture calls for it, I might have to go murder a boom bap beat, but you know, people, they, their attention spins, bro. You got to switch it up on them, show them something different, but definitely for the culture, I might have to put one on there. Yeah. 
Because you know how everyone is that right now. Everyone likes that ignorant stuff. Bro, and it's rightfully so, you know. Things, you know, music is constantly changing. Like, we can't sit here and try to judge every generation that comes through. Because that's, you know, our parents probably like, I mean, if your parents are a little bit older, if they're younger, then maybe not so much. But, you know, they're probably like, yo, what is this music you're listening to, you know? <laughs> and their parents said the same thing about their music, you know what I'm saying? So music is forever changing. And if you can't learn to appreciate it, like, you're never going to get all all the benefits that come with music and, like, understanding, like, the phases and what they mean. Like, you know, mumble rap, like, yeah, first, me too, I was kind of like, eh. You know, like, because I was such a, a hip-hop head, you know, a fan to the to the, to the origins. But you have to understand, like, the intention behind the music. You know, there's a lot. There's still the emotion is still behind it. And, uh, you know, it's just a more focus on the vibe is, you know, less than the words, which is fine, you know. People know me for being the big critic of this mumble rap, and I'm sure you know, too, because I love all that old school and that true school hip-hop lyrics and everything. Yeah. I've been interviewing some of these guys, these drill rappers and trap artists, and something that surprised me about them is when I do interview them, they have a lot of respect for the lyrical artists. Yeah, they do. But the reason why they make the music they do is because that's the time we're in now. Yeah, right. I, I definitely respect that too. You know, they, they're taking advantage of what people want to hear. And, you know, we're, we all have to do that, you know. Even the, the guys who consider lyrical have to, you know, just try to target their audience and not all the time do they want to hear as much you know as us hip-hop heads want to hear the boom bap stuff you know yeah <laughs> they can't handle the lyrics all the time i guess right man when you're a hip-hop head you don't understand other people who don't listen to lyrics yeah like when people say to me like oh i don't listen to the lyrics i'm just like so what do you listen to <laughs> like are yeah. you just being like do you just drown out what he's saying? Because my man's just speaking facts on this track, bro. Like, you know. I know you speak facts. I had you up there on my show at times spitting for Hip Hop Mike. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Hip Hop Mike, too, man. He's definitely a cool guy. That was a great experience. Um, Hip Hop Mike, first time he saw me was at freshman year. They had this hip hop, like, convention kind of thing or a panel. And I had just introduced myself to him and a few other people who were there. And um, I just made it a point that, like, yeah, you'll be seeing me. Like, you know, you'll be seeing me around. And, you know, he definitely did. He he pulled up to uh, um, he pulled up to Engine Room, which is a studio workout in downtown Manhattan, 42 Broadway. He pulled up there. He saw that I was working with Buddha and, and Grants. And, you know, that was off respect. You know, he saw me back at St. John's, you know, when he was um, at your radio show. And, he you know, that was off respect. So. And a few more times at the engine room. So I think he definitely saw that, like, yo, this kid is around. This kid is, you know, definitely not just somebody that I met once, you know. So it was definitely a cool experience. I know you're working at the engine room, interning. What are some of the most valuable things that you've learned while being there? One of the most valuable things I learned is the value of people. Uh, one of the guys who really taught me a lot, uh, Buddha the Future, uh, shout out to him. He just had a baby girl. So he's doing the family thing right now, but he definitely taught me like just how he had people just loving him so much, bro. Like people just thought Buddha, he's like the greatest, bro. And, and rightfully so, he's a great guy. Like he's always looking out for people and he's just living proof that like, if you put out good energy, it will come back to you. And so many people get discouraged when somebody does them wrong or does them dirty. And I've seen him, 
you know, handle those situations in such like a graceful way and just keeping the vibes positive and just doing the, everything he has to do for his team. And I've seen the same from, you know, other people in the, in, you know, at Sweet Four and at Engine Room. So I think that's been the, definitely the most valuable thing as far as people. What are some things that have made you dis- discouraged as an artist? Discouraged? I would say seeing how many people are trying to do the same thing that you're doing um, and seeing so many of them just, like, fall short. Uh, but at the same time, like, you can't focus on uh, other people, basically. Like, I can't write my story based off other people's stories. We're different individuals. And if it can happen for one individual, it can happen for me. Uh, so I just focused on working hard. Like, it can't be chance, you know? It can't be just one day, like, you know, luckily somebody gets discovered. Maybe somebody hears you, like, I fully 100% believe that it is a result of your own actions. Like, what you do today is going to affect you in five years. So I'm just trying to stay my own hero, bro, and and just keep working. Yeah. You're going to get to where you want to be. I know that. Trying, bro. Trying. Let's. Let's put on for St. John's, bro. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not putting on for that school. I've done, <laughs> I've done so much for that radio station. We can't get any recognition at all. I feel you, bro. Yo, should it, yo, if we had the, um, what's it called? The, if, can you, who can kick it? Like, uh, oh, can you oh, kick yeah. it? Oh, yeah, can you kick it? Yeah. Bro, if we had can you kick it this year, I would have came, bro. I would have told you to bring some body bags for it. For, for whenever I came on, bro, because it was about to be crazy. I want to bring that event back now that I'm the GM and president for WSJU, so it'll be coming back. Yes, sir. Max is a president, bro. Speaking of presidents, bro, I, shout out to Mike Outlaw, bro. I wanted him to become president. You know, things didn't, you know, go the way Oh, for student government, right? Yeah, but you know what? It's all good. We still doing big things. Shout out to Mike Outlaw. Yeah. We, we, we still doing what we got to do. I think student government's rigged, to be honest. You think? Oh, yeah. Bro, I feel like he's so – how could he not get it, bro? How did he not get it, you know? like That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? There's something fishy there. Yeah, definitely. Just – come on, Mike Outlaw, bro. If you don't know Mike Outlaw, who are you, you know? <laughs> That's the kind of mentality I have on campus. Like, And he should, too. So, And you know that as well. I know that. I, the the first the other time that he ran, he didn't win either, and he told me that they cheated or whatever. Yeah, but hey, what can you do, man? He's, he's he has the right attitude. He's just you know staying on his game and and doing what he has to do. So I admire that. Yeah, you performed for the spring concert my freshman year, our freshman year. What was that experience like? I know you performed alongside Xander, who was another rapper. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was definitely a, a good and eye-opening experience. Before that point, I was so comfortable on stage, or I was comfortable on stage at that point too, but I was so comfortable. Like, I had rehearsed so many times, like, before I went on stage. I would lost the value of rehearsing. Like, I forgot the value of it. And basically, the show went good, but not as well as I wanted it to. And that kind of brought me down, you know, humbled me a little bit and, you know, made me remember that, like, you have to hit it. You have to keep hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Like, you have to keep going and making sure that it's solid, like, making sure you you know every word and that now you're just focusing on your movement. Like, now you're just focusing on your expression. Like, the words aren't even a factor anymore. So just getting to that point when it comes to performances um, is definitely going to be a, a, 
a factor for me while I'm, you know, off on break. Uh, but at the same time, making my live performances like more, for lack of a better word, lively, you know. So I'm hoping that when we come back to St. John's, you know, I can test out a few things at Java Johnny's and get some good content and do what we got to do. How was the crowd that night? They were pretty good. The crowd was for her, which she's an amazing singer. Um, so, you know, it wasn't the demographic that I usually aim for. But it was St. John's students, so they showed love regardless. Because I saw vi- video clips from it, and it looked like the, the crowd was stiff. And I, those crowds just drive me nuts because then the artist can't gain any energy off of it. Yeah, I mean, what, what can you do, you know? it's They're coming to a concert to see somebody, and they're just opening, you know? You just have to take everything in stride and, and know that, you know, this is a good experience. Like, people are going to see you, like, you can't expect everybody to know your song off rip. Like, that's just not going to happen. But that's why I wanted to split it with um, Xander or I wanted to split it with Loco because at least we could feed off each other's energy. And it would be a lot more – I feel like it's a lot more fun. And you have somebody who's – you're feeding off their energy. You know my song. I know your song. Even if nobody in the crowd is rocking with it, at least I'm rocking with everyone. At least Loco's rocking with me. So at the end of the day, that's still a win, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite performance that you've done so far? Favorite was definitely Halloween. I think that was sophomore, freshman year. We had a Halloween party off campus. And I performed like three songs there. And it might have been just that everybody was like drunk kind of, you know, because that always helps. <laughs> like Everybody was just like bumping, like, you know, like getting into it. So that was definitely a highlight. I'm waiting to get another performance like that, man. So senior year. Performances will be coming in. I'll make sure of that. Yeah, bro, you're the president now. You got to make sure. Yeah, you know, it's, it's got to be that way. I feel like, you know how I feel about the last president. I just think he was horrible. But yeah. there's things that just weren't done for artists and events. That there's could have been more opportunities for people on that campus. But it's all going to change when this semester comes. Right. As long as we're on campus. Yeah, we could be online, and there's going to be no performances, unless we have a virtual one. Oh, man, but I feel like the, the live part, man, that's the whole point. So it is. But know? here's the thing. There's no concerts lined up for Ticketmaster at big-time venues until fall 2021. Really? So, yeah, we don't know when there's going to be a concert or performance again. Yeah, we might have, what's it called, uh, tip-off canceled, too. Probably. Everyone's got to be six feet apart from each other now. I, I'm, re- I'm really thinking about when sports going to come back. Yeah, right? I mean, man, all we got right now is the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, and it ended this Sunday night. It ended, yeah. Well, at least we got uh, the, the golf tournament coming up. Yeah, right? the, the golf tournament, yeah. That's late, at least. You know? Yeah. You're a fan of golf? I'm a fan of Tom Brady, and I'm a fan of not watching any more replays, bro. I'm sick of it, man. It's just like something new at least, you know? Yeah. As a New England Patriots fan, how do you feel about Brady's move to Tampa Bay? You know what, man? It's okay. A lot of people are mad, but it's okay with me. Like, the man did what he needed to do. He got us – If you know, if you had a Patriot – like a, um, a quarterback on the, on the Jets, bro, that got y'all six championships. I'd you know, love to see it, but never going to happen. And then he left and, and went somewhere. 
you'd be like, okay, bye, bro. Thank you. Like, you know, he did what he needed to do. Every time he won that I was in high school, I skipped and I went to the parade and saw Tom Brady, the goat. I saw Gronk. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't think we locked eyes, but he saw me definitely. So shout out to Tom Brady, man. I think Gronk's coming back too. That was kind of a weird move, I think, but. Yeah, he went to he went to the to the Buccaneers with Brady. Yeah, so I think they're trying to make one more run for it, but yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you think they're gonna win again in the near future, the Patriots, or it's over for them? Ah, uh, I think we we're gonna take a little hiatus, definitely from being like that top team. You know, the players like Brady come around once in a generation. There's just really nothing you can do about that. Even great players, you know, like don't match up to, to Tom Brady and what he's done and his numbers and his legacy. But, you know, I'm going to remain a Patriots fan. And, you know, maybe when I'm a little bit older and we're back back on and I can keep talking shit to my friends, bro. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about the Jets because I don't think they're going to do anything. Uh, who said I was worried about the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not going to do anything. So, Patriots just a lot of shot. Yeah, we'll see, man. We got to see what we get for, for quarterback and then see what we got to, you know. Yeah, I'm curious, you know. I, I'd hate to see it, but I think they should go after Cam Newton. You think? I don't. Does he want out of his contract? Yeah. yeah. Once off the team, so. If I were the Patriots, I'd definitely pull the trigger on that. Well, he's had a few health issues, no? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll see what Bill does. Because you know it's Bill really running that. That's team behind Kraft. I got a good question for you. What do you think it's going to take for you to be the next big artist out of Boston to put your state on the map? What it's going to take uh, out of myself, I would say consistency and making sure that I'm um, producing HD content. Because I, I think, you know, both me and you agree. Like, you know, I, I, I truly believe the skill is there. And I think it's important to believe in yourself. And not to be humble, but to know when you're at the point where you're, you feel like you're ready. Uh, so I think musically we're there, but it's just going to be a grind, man. Nothing comes easy. You know, I'm, I'm a dreamer, but I'm also a realist. And I know that, you know, you have to handle your responsibilities. And at the same time, you know, you have to make sacrifices. Like you can't have everything uh, but until you work for it, basically, you know. So there's going to be a lot of sacrifices, you know ones I've already made and the ones that'll be in the future, but um, it's going to be a lot of sacrifices. I feel like that's, that's what it's going to take, but you know, the goals are clear and we're trying to make a roadmap to get there. So that's what we're going to do. I brought up Millie's earlier as a good collaborator for you, especially because you're both from Boston. Who are some other people that you want to collaborate with? In the future? Yeah. I would say like, in the future, like near future, which I would say is like three to five years, I would say probably people that I just personally love. Like I would want to get a track with 21 because I just think that's lit. I think 21 is lit. I would definitely want to uh, – no, I'm going to save him. Definitely save them. So for all time, all time, like all time, like I always wanted a verse with these, for these, from these people is I always wanted a whole verse. Everybody wants a whole verse. Yeah, right? of course. I've always wanted a whole verse. It sounds like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might not be giving out verses. That, that'll be a hard one to get. That's my 
that's like my crown jewel. If I get a whole verse, I might not even like release that. I might just keep it forever. Yeah. But uh, a cold verse, that one to me is like, you know, if second to none to the J verse. A slick verse, like if I got a, like even an intro, bro, a slick Rick intro, something, bro, just to be on the track with him would be crazy. And then uh, Stevie Wonder, I would say, if I could catch him, you know, I know he's getting a little bit older now, but just to get something from him, even like an intro too, that would be dope. Uh, but smaller artists, I would say, uh, probably like, yeah, 21. I think he's dope. I think uh, Roddy's dope. Roddy Rich, he's dope. Uh, Nikki, she's the queen at forever. And even like, um, probably definitely Dave, bro. Like Dave is a beast and I think I could get that too. But uh, just definitely some-, some He's right there. Yeah, bro. You're in like, that circle. But I kind of want to get it off for respect, you know? I don't want to have to, like, you know, pay him and just be like, I mean, maybe I would have to but at some point, but I would just not want to be that guy that's just like, oh, just because I know you, like, or I know who you know. Like, I'd rather have him be just as enthusiastic about it as I am. Has Buddha or Grands or any of the people in your circle told him about you? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he sees their post or whatever. They post a lot. But, you know, I, I'm never really too concerned about it. Like, I know that they support me. And, um, you know, we, we're we going to make our own, you know. Like, we're focused on, on ours. And even Dave said, uh, you know, leader never follow. Go create your own path. Like, so I, I would just feel kind of – personally, I feel kind of guilty about, like, trying to ride off his coattails or trying to get something from him. Uh, I would definitely just want to make it on my own uh, merit. And then if he respects that, and wants to do a track with me, and I want to do a track with him, then definitely make that happen. K3 is going to look like it's crazy here. What was that? K3 is going to be looking crazy here. Yo, Karma 3, bro, I'm ready. I'm ready, bro. RP Shooter, bro, that was some crazy stuff, bro. So it's definitely going to be dedicated. It's probably going to be dedicated to him, man. Yeah, the Rona, man. It's the whole coronavirus. Yeah, bro, that's, it was really sad to see that, man. It's taking a lot of people out here. It took Fred the Godson, too. Yeah, Fred the Godson, too. Buddha and him were close, too. So I know that was definitely difficult for him and Grants. Um, but, you know, that's why we just got to appreciate who we have now, man. Yeah, and just hope that things get better. But Exactly. I hope. I, I think they will eventually. It's got to go away eventually. You know, there's got to yeah. be a vaccine. I feel like we're years away from a vaccine, but definitely, you know, people will start to get back to normal. Um, but God forbid that there's something worse in the fall, you know? And, uh, yeah, they're saying a second wave. Exactly, you know? And, and if the second wave is worse, then, you know, we're just going to have to deal with it again. And that's why I feel like we should slow down on reopening everything, you know? It's, it's just it's a little soon. I don't mind being in quarantine. I'm safe. You know, I'm in my own home. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Well, think about this, bro. We're working, you know, on our we're, – if we're not working like a job or anything, at least we have our passion to work on. Imagine if you didn't have what you do. Like, you'd be bored, bro. Like, people are – nuts. Yeah, people are bored. So I just thank God that I have passion enough that I'm like, all right, school's out. I can do this. Like, I can still work on something that's meaningful to me and, and it will help me. Yeah. I, re I really think about that every day. Just what all these other people do. The, the video game player college students that just 
Yeah, bro. I mean, you know I mean, they really don't do anything. <laughs> right. They're just chilling, bro. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love video games too, but at some point you got to do something for your life and it's up to you. What class have you valued most at St. John's so far? Bro, I think that that public speaking class definitely made me realize I wasn't as good as a public speaker as I thought I was. And I think that's a very important skill. I had a lot of fun in that class and my debate class that I just took this semester, the part that I was on campus for. But uh, yeah, definitely public speaking, bro, is so important to be able to articulate yourself um, in a professional and respectful manner. And uh, that definitely taught me more about how to talk to people and just saying what you feel like respectfully. You know, so many people are scared to like express their emotions because in their head, they're making it like you're much more dramatic in your head, you know, when something happens. When in real life, if you just kind of like say what's on your mind in a respectful way, most people respect it, you know? Yeah. That's my answer for every time I'm asked that question. What do you feel as though is the most valuable class you took at St. John's? Public speaking. It helped me out to be on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's important. It it, it makes it comfortable to talk to a large audience of people. Yeah, dude. Now I'm at the point where it's like the larger the audience, the easier it is for me, you know, like, when there's fewer people, like they can see your mistake. I feel like they can see your mistakes more. But when there's a large group of people, it's just like half these people probably aren't even listening to me. So I'm just gonna do what I gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. What's your what's your favorite track off of Hunter? Out of the three. It's hard to choose, but Timeless definitely has my it had my ear from the jump when I started recording it. I really like Mind as well. Those two definitely, um, I, worked with, I worked hard on all three of them, but I think those two definitely stick out to me. And when you see the ideas that I have for the videos that I'm definitely going to be putting out pretty soon, I think you'll also get on the boat with, with Mind, especially Mind, where I got some stuff from Mind. What's the song that you believe is going to really blow you up in the music world? I believe I haven't made that song yet. I think that song is somewhere in the future. Like, I think that if I just keep working, keep cranking on songs that I, I think sound good, eventually one of them's going to hit, and it's going to hit in a big way. And when it does, it's not going to be because, you know, one guy heard it who's like, you know, some industry, you know. It's going to be because I put all the work behind it. I put all the marketing behind it. I invested my time. And, you know, I invested my money, and it just got to the point where, you know, it got noticed and got shared. Uh, so that's just going to be, I don't know what song it is yet, but we're going to keep making it till we find out. I think Slime was a great song. Thank you, bro. That, that song, uh, that was definitely me just getting back into like, okay, record, put it out. Okay, bet. Record another one, put it out. And now I'm getting really into like, all right, now we need to market before, like you need to post daily, like, you know, so I've been trying to keep up with that. Definitely. Are you going to have any visuals come out for Hunter? Yes, sir, bro. I had I posted a little snippet on my Instagram. That wasn't even the video. Oh, yeah. That was some promo material. Uh, but, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm working with um, some some film, you know, some video, music video creators, I don't know, filmmakers, film directors, directors, that's the word. Working with a few directors um, that, you know, I know personally, and we're going to put some stuff together that I think will stand out for sure. 
I know someone that commented on my post and I, I took a look at his page. What's good, Kev, right? Yeah, yeah, what's good, Kev? That's my boy. Shout out to what's good, Kev. Um, he's been helping me out in the studio as far as producing, songwriting, and conceptualizing, and as well as mixing and mastering. He, max, he mastered all my tracks on that. Shout out to him for that. But yeah, he's been helping me out big time. He's a great producer. He's produced for Davies. He did a lot of the Funk Flex freestyles. Um, the Baby's Funk Flex freestyle, that was his beat. Um, so he's been working with a lot of great artists as well, and they have a lot of respect. And he has all my respect too. Um, so we're just working together on more and more stuff and just trying to build, bro. How about some other producers? Who are some other producers that you want to work with and rap on their tracks? Well, I definitely got to put out a tape with some Buddha beats on it, man, with Buddha and Grants. That'd be, a, that'd be a waste if I didn't. So I'm just, you know, making sure it's the right song, you know, like making sure that that really hits because Buddha and Grants, they they got that behind them. Um, so definitely them. I would say as well, uh, you know, up there is probably Murder. I love all Murder's beats. Uh, Jetson, I, I really feel like his beats, I, I like a lot of his beats. I think they're they're fire. Um, you know, in-house with my boy E. Rose. He's a great producer. Where around, it's good to have peers that you know work with people around your same age, so you can kind of grow together. Yeah, man. I think Hunter was definitely you know an eye opener for your fans and the listeners because we've been waiting for so long. What made you hold on to your music for so long and not release it? Because I know I talked to you about it. You were like. You know, I'm taking my time with it. I'm just keeping everything in the archive. I know we did the freestyle on the other show with Big Pun. You're just holding everything back. Why do you think that's a good idea to hold everything back, then release it later on? Um, I think it was just about patience, bro, and timing, you know, and making sure everything was lined up. Like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it correctly, and I'm not going to do it because other people feel like I need to do it or because I'm on some imaginary timeline. You know, like success, like I said, it's a slow moving, it's a sl it's uh, it's all slow movement, you know? And that's why I always say, like, when people ask me, like, oh, who's your hero? And I take this from, you know, Matthew McConaughey, actually, I listened to an interview he did. But my hero is always myself in 10 years, you know? And uh, that's because when, when I'm 31, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, my 31-year-old self, my hero's not going to be my 31-year-old self. My hero's going to be my 41-year-old self. You know what I'm saying? So just being able to keep pushing myself and just doing things on my own time. And, you know, when I'm comfortable, like, I think that's the most important. I want you to get into the experience and process of being selected for the BET Cypher. Yeah, bro. I saw them post. I saw them post, like, the contest, and I was like, why not? And um, I got some help filming it, filming my freestyle. And I just, you know, try to put some, some crazy bars together. And then I submitted it, um, and I was actually on my way back to Boston. I was about to get on the, the bus, and then I was, uh, they sent me an email saying I had been accepted, and it was the next day. So I just kind of, like, was like, called my parents. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming back. But, uh, you know, I just hopped on the show. I actually, you have to be 21 to win the show, and I was only 19. So I, I actually couldn't have won anyways. But it was a good experience, and that's how I met Buddha and Grant. So, really, I won a lot more from that than the winner, you know? What did you perform? Did you perform one of your tracks, or was it a freestyle? No, you just had to freestyle. I was super nervous. Oh, to cypher, of course, yeah. yeah. 
I was super nervous and like they you choose a random beat and I was like I was just not as prepared as I could have been and you know but thankfully like I still like you know put my pride to the side and was just like yo let me introduce myself to these dudes anyways and I got booted in Grant's Instagram and that's how I got into contact with with Grant's when he posted um, a wanted thing for uh, what's it called for an engineer so I took that and then you know ran with it basically. And that's how you make moves within the industry. Sometimes you got to go in as an intern. That's right, bro. You don't <laughs> know, bro. You got to sweep the floors. You got to vacuum. You got to clean with the blunts, bro. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. And then they let you use the studio whenever you want. And that's good. It pays off. Yes, sir, bro. It's been, like I said, hard work. Hard work. Now, how many hours does your internship at the engine room require? Um, so it's interesting, like it's, it's an internship, but at the same time, it's like, it's just like a family, basically, like, we all just try to help each other out, like, whenever I go to the studio, like, I'll, sometimes I'll just go just to go, you know, like, so it wasn't really like a required, the school, I had it as an internship, so the school required a certain amount of hours, but I would exceed, exceed those hours, like, on my own, you know, so I would probably be there, like, if out of seven days of the week, I'd be there four to five, and then probably like between five to six to seven hours. Like sometimes I'd stay like the night, often I'd stay the night, and then um, like into the day. Like I'd come at night, like I'd pull up at like 10 p.m., and then like, you know, cook it up with Buddha or whatever and chill with them. And then people would leave like around like three or 4 a.m. And then I'll kind of have the studio to myself from like 4 a.m. to like, you know, they wouldn't show up again until later, you know, in the day. So I would just be working from like 5 a.m., bro, to like, you know, 1 or 2. And then I'll go home, you know, shower or whatever. And then I'd be back like maybe a day later or even that night. You participated in their steel sessions, right? Yeah, bro. I was helping them out, you know. Uh, I have so much one-on-one -on -one time with Buddha and Grands that, you just have to help out and make sure that they're, it's, it's their business. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how they make their money. So I was just being a good team member, making sure they had everything they needed. Like, you know, also taking part and just enjoying myself because uh, it was such a great event and networking. But, you know, just making sure that they had everything that they needed and uh, support them in the same way that they support me. Yeah. I know I see the, a lot of the video clips on Instagram from their steel sessions, and I just wanted to know, you know, what is it like for an artist being a part of those steel sessions? What do you really learn? Well, it's, a, it's networking. Like I said, that public speaking comes into play again, talking to people. Um, <clears throat> the producers come pull up and they play their beats. They purchase an artist pass um, or showcase pass, and they get to play their beats in front of everybody. It's a packed room, Buddha and Grants. Um, and then they also get to go into a, a different room, into our studio with Grands, and they get to play their beats for him personally. And he gives them like his advice and, you know, hooks them up or whatever. Uh, but as, as an artist and as a part of the team, it's a little bit different because, you know, you see everything behind the scenes and everything and you, get, and you already know Buddha. But I could imagine as, you know, somebody coming in who just is like as a consumer, as a customer, it's probably pretty surreal, like, you know, being in the environment that you know, like, you know, this is where people who are actually in the industry, like, you know, come together. Has Buddha or Grands or anyone that you come in contact with within the music industry 
told you personally from listening to your music what they like most about you and what separates you from other artists in the game? I Buddha definitely has been out of all of them besides Kev because Kev's been helping me throughout the whole thing. Buddha has been like you know has put in the most review, and he definitely has seen the development. He's super honest with what I do, um, and you know what he says about it, and it's you know still constructive. But you know how constructive criticism works. You know you have to tell your you know you have to be honest and respectful, like we say. Um, but he's definitely liked my versatility. You know, like every time I show him a track, like he's not sure what to expect. Like I'll hit him with like an R and B kind of vibe, or I'll hit him with like a trap kind of vibe. So I think he appreciates that I'm bringing different stuff to the table and not just hitting him with the same thing over and over again. A lot of these artists out here now, they give you the same thing and that's it. You can't survive out here like that. Never, bro. You have to be versatile. You know, you have to be able to put together a playlist that's like, yeah, wait, this is all you? Like, yeah, bro. Like, wait, but there's a reggae track on here. Like, yeah, bro, that's me. You know what I'm saying? But you just got to keep it moving. It's interesting how trap music works because I'm not the huge, the biggest fan of trap music. I asked Trap Manny on my show Monday night because he, he said to trap is to survive. And I said, I asked him the question, I think it was, you know, do people make the trap music to survive through that music because they know it's relevant and you can survive through that right now, you know? Yeah. I feel like I don't know too much about, you know, the trap life or whatever, but, you know, we all make choices, you know? We have to live with those choices. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times people are forced into situations and, you know, they're in situations I can never understand. Like, that's just not my life. Uh, but I would say, like, what I make music for and what they make music for and what everybody makes music for, people all make music for different reasons, you know? And uh, your inspiration, everybody has different sources of inspiration, so... I can never judge, you know, I just try to appreciate the culture and where it comes from. What are your sources of inspiration? I would say, bro, do like the fam my family in the city, bro. Like I know I'm not like super tough guy. Like I know, you know, where I come from and who I am, bro. And I just No, come on, I've seen you beat people up at St. John's. No, I'm fine. <laughs> nah, bro. I just know kind of know my role, bro. And I know that I could do things for other people and, and be a role model. Like I know that I, I can be that person, you know, I can't be that, that super like tatted out thug, but I can be somebody who changes somebody's life for the positive. And that's just me, bro. Like that's not going to change. You know, I'm a guy who's focused on positive energy. I don't like to fight. Like I don't like to, you know, talk about trash about other people. Like I'm all about positive, about positivity basically. Um, so, you know, my, my main goal is to like, you know, Sell out TD Garden three times in a row. I'm talking about the one in Boston, all right? TD Bank, right? A U.S. tour and sell out TD three nights in a row and have Boston going crazy, bro. That's the that's the vision. And the Celtics got to give you a personalized custom jersey. I want the jersey, all right? Yeah. I want the jersey. I want 617 or 857 on the jersey, all right? Preferably 617, you know. It's not a gangster. But, yeah, preferably 617. Say cool on the back. It's got to be one of those nice ones, though, bro. I'm not trying to wear one of those baggy ones that shine. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't want that one, you know? What color? Shit, the black one. The black and green one, right? The black and green one. That was tough. Yeah. It was tough, man. Come on, you know? Got Jason Tatum up there. We're, like, at the same age, you know? Yeah. Way taller than me, but, you know, it's all good. 
I'll always respect him. He dunked on LeBron. He did dunk on LeBron. Right. Oh, how do you feel about LeBron? I, I've had a different outlook in the past couple of days. I, I thought about LeBron because I analyze it this way. Like, you got to respect what Jordan did. But, I mean, off the, off the court, though, LeBron has done way more than Michael Jordan for, like, the communities and around the world and stuff. That, that's how I've interpreted it. I, I had a long talk about Loco. I did see a clip from an interview where Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley were laughing with, la- laughing with Oprah about not giving money to a homeless person. And I was kind of bothered by it. I was like, hmm, you made all this money and you don't give back to a homeless guy like that? You, it, it was they, they were mocking a homeless guy, and I just wasn't for it. Right, you don't have to give your money to everybody, but you don't have to make fun of anybody. You know, you know what I mean? It, it kind of just reevaluated my position. Right. Uh, how I thought of Jordan. I mean, I've heard stories about Jordan as a person. I, I've heard he's not the greatest guy off the court, but right. LeBron, I, I respect him for what he does off the court. And yeah, he started. He's a whole school man, you know. Like Jordan doesn't have Jordan didn't do that, you know. No, and, and I've heard stories about Jordan too, where he, he funds incarceration systems. I'm just, I'm not a fan of him off the court, and, so, and he's a Nick killer too. He killed the Knicks in the '90s, stopped us from getting a ring. So. You stop Pat from winning a ring, man. If you ain't had that ring. Yeah. I feel you, bro. Well, y'all get it eventually again. <sighs> I don't think so. I don't think the Knicks are getting a ring. Think in our lifetime? What are you saying? You think in our lifetime? No, bro. Really? Not good. We had it. <laughs> <laughs> in our lifetime, bro. We, we had a squad in 2013. Yeah. We had Raymond Felton, we had Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire, Kamalo Anthony, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumper, Jason Kidd. Yeah. How can you win with that squad? Yeah, couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, bro. What are you going to do, man? You got to gotta get new management. Yeah, a new owner, too. Yeah. Can't be throwing out your old stars, bro. Yeah. Charles Oakley? Yeah. Can't be doing that. Now, now I'm going to reflect the question on you. What do you think about LeBron? LeBron, bro, I'm a LeBron fan, bro. Like, I really respect him as a player. Like, I know a lot of people hate on him, but I think – I know Jordan's – I know Jordan's the GOAT, bro. Like, if you haven't watched documentary, watch documentary. Like, Jordan's the GOAT. But, like you said, LeBron has done a lot of stuff off the court. LeBron has definitely, like, shown that, you know, you can be a champion, like – He's shown he's more than a basketball player. Like, you know, when people think of Jordan, like, they, you know, you think of LeBron, you think of basketball, you think of Jordan, you think of basketball. But LeBron has brought so much more to, like, I feel like the world. Jordan has inspired a lot of people to play basketball, but I think LeBron has inspired a lot of people to, like, to live life. You know what I'm saying? Like, just giving all those kids that opportunity to, like, go to school and be whatever they wanted to be, you know, he just, you know, that's a – a step above. Where does Kobe fit in between the two of them? Do you think Kobe's two? Kobe is something different, man. Kobe is just like an animal. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the will to win. Like, I would say he inspired, you know, he inspired the world. Like, and it was apparent during his death, but even more during his life, like, about how much people admired him. Um, and, you know, everybody saw that when he was, when he passed, you know, they had the, memorial and everything people were upset i was upset um so it was just it was a lot but kobe definitely between them 
I would say Kobe's more of a of a Jordan because of just like his competitiveness to win and stuff like that. I've heard stories about Kobe that he's not the best guy off the court, but after you know his maturity, I feel like the league. I feel like the league grew on Kobe. You know, I feel like he didn't like anybody at first or whatever, and then like guys like LeBron and like Dwight and like you know Paul Gasol and all these guys like. I think they kind of got to his heart, bro. And you could see it, like, when he, you know, dapped up LeBron when he broke his record, bro. Like, you think the old Kobe would have did that? Nah, bro. The old Kobe would have been like, yo, fuck my kid. Yo, I'm getting back in, bro. You know, yeah. I break my record. Bro. You know, but he appreciated the game, you know, even more. Yeah. The Mamba mentality. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he preached. And that's how many, so many people took that up. And his death was just, it just affected everyone. You look at what was going on in Boston. They were mourning over it, you know? Yeah, I mean, when you lose a great player, it's a great player, you know, no matter what team they play for. It'd be the same for LeBron, you know? It's just he's, he's, he's a human being, bro. Like, you know, he's a father. He was a husband. Like, you know, that's what he was first. And then to so many people, like, you know, you hate him in the game because it's the game. But once the game's over, bro, like, we're all, take, you know, we're all one. Yeah. I want to get back to what we were talking about before – is your image as a rapper. How do you feel about these other rappers out here that put on this fake image? And we all can think of one, the rat. I'm not going to even say his name. I think we already know. How do you feel about these rappers that put on fake images and portrayals of themselves? <laughs> you know, it's funny, bro. Like, you see what happens when you do that. And you just take it as a cautionary tale. But otherwise, bro, I'm so focused on what we're doing, like, as a team and making sure that that's real. Like, I can just sit back and enjoy in the music. Like, I'll play Takashi's um, the the new song you put out. I think that song is lit, bro. Like that beat goes hard, you know. Like, I think that song is is good. Do I agree with who he is as a person? No, like I wouldn't do any of that shit. But who am I, bro? Like I always ask myself that. Like, who am I to judge anybody and what they do and in their circumstances and you know what they have to do? Like. Maybe he started, he put on that persona because, like, he thought it was the only way for him to get successful and he was tired of being broke. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe his, you know, his family needed something that we don't know about. So I always think that we don't know everything. So I can never judge. I can only, you know, learn and just, you know, feel blessed, bro. And, uh, and this is going to be a surprise for me, which it was. I know you said you wanted a freestyle, right? You got the aux and everything? Yeah, what you got, bro? I'm going to check the YouTube real quick. I, I got a song in mind. I, I got one. Hold on a minute. We'll see if they have it. Uh, Put in Gangstar, work instrumental. I'm giving you something close. He's from Boston, but he's more of a New York rapper. Are you working? Okay, you can hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you good. Uh, I need you to just trust me on this one. I'll be catch you, mind from spirit, body from soul. All hell at home, all hell big. Oh, let's get it. Uh. Okay, uh, yeah, even if I'm up or offset, 
They couldn't get me. They know I'm all set. I rep the 617. If you see me and you step into me, then you're going to be sent to heaven. Even if I'm up, up or offset, I'll make sauce. I have you praying to St. John. And you know I'm based on John Wick. But if I get my taste, then I change water wall and get a mixtape. But uh, you know me, I never change. I'm always in the left motoring lane when I get the speed and I'm passing all of them and they try to get me but I'm busy getting bread and I'm busy getting shipping so I gotta get it shipping and I gotta get them switching and I gotta get the vision I'm like yo they can never be happy I never wanted to attack or attack me but uh, I had to change it I had to change it up they tried to give me something and I had to say what's up and I get your shit straight you bum ass rappers you really been boring me like I can rap at you back back with you at rap like that I like they gave me some lemons, so I stepped into the limelight. So they tried to take me, but they can't take me back. So I got to get it quarter like Tom Brady in the snap. I just uh get it like I'm lifted. And if I'm getting drinks, then I get it like I'm twisted. You know, the blue con with the blue raspberry that make your tongue blue like I've been with fairies and I've been with it. I've been with the magic like I'm still in Orlando, but you still got the tragic no age. But I get paid, you know, P-A-D. But why is me? I say, why is you? Why is three? If I'm two Pac, then y'all Pac three, and I'm Pac she, and I'm still Eminem, like this is still eight miles, but I'm gonna be rapping shit. I might do this for a while. What's up? Ooh. Mm. There we go. Mm. We got one more? You want, you want me to hit you with another one? Yeah, any one more. I'm gonna hit you with another one. Let's see what I got here. Okay, bet. It's gonna be like a newer boom bap, but hold on a minute. Ooh, you're gonna like this one. Okay, I'm gonna send. Cool. I'm gonna send it to your phone so you can just open it right up. Okay, cool. This is gonna, this is gonna be nasty. Let's see if it goes through. Once you hear that beat, oh. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's get it. Uh. Word. One time for the being 617. Always had to check that shit. Uh. If Gotti don't feel me, swear to God he gon' feel me. It's just a prodigal feeling, how I'm feeling, I feeling. I only 
lead with intuition. Right now, I've been trying to be a bachelor, but I gotta pay tuition. So just listen, I get paid to go, you get paid to stop. Do you know J. Cole? I heard he went to St. John's and that's how he got hot. Nigga, don't even jack it. This is me all day. You listen to KOD, but he DOA. I relocate so enemies can never find out my position. I've been with Gucci more lemonade, so mind your business. Me and Max are back in a matte black Hellcat. Nigga, what's that? They saying that they got strapped, but they ain't really strapped. They saying that they got backs, but they ain't really back. But I'm back on my own bullshit. I don't get hit, but I pull bullets on my chest cavity like that's in my tooth. But if you rock with me, then you rock with the truth. I got 32 on them like I feel like MJ, not MJ. But you know the magic that we play. I get burned like I come from Boston, 33, when they... Try to hate me, but they still hating on me. They still hating on my whole fam, cause we move as one. So if I get to neck and niggas know that you my son, I get the flipping when I'm flipping words. Niggas still flipping birds to let them niggas know that the ops is coming. I be on the slipping words, I be on some different words, just to let you niggas know the block is jumping. I be on the same thing. You be on the same ring. You be on the same hoes. My hoes just changed teams. <laughs> Shit. It's just me and my niggas, so they going back and forth, so we ain't got to fucking figure who out. Who else? We down. Top shelf. Uh, that's the only thing we smoke. Top shelf. Hey. And that's the only thing we know. Myself. Okay. I set up. Up. I'm trying to get it wrapped. And if we have been at NAV, I'm trying to tap, tap, tap with a shorty that's from Long Island. I stuff like it's diamonds. And I'm, hey, what it do? If she tell me that she with a friend, then I'm like, I'm going to try it. And then got to get it three. And you know, I've been here with Max. And Max been here with me. Damn. Mm. Broke that one. Fire. All right. I think I got one more. You got one more? Or I'll hit you with the beat. I'm going to hit you with this. I'm going to hit you with this one. Hold on a second. This one. You're going to cut this up, right? Of course. What are you saying? When are you gonna get a haircut, bro? My beard's the longest it's been forever. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I don't know. When are you gonna get one? Bro, my pops is a hot barber, but I gotta he's about to give me a cut soon, probably tomorrow morning. I mean, my barber told me that he's close. He can't he, he can't trim beard, so it's gonna look retarded. Don't shut up, bro. Don't trim your beard. All right, I got, I got it. I'm gonna send it to your phone again. All right. Oops. Hey, you rock. Hey. <laughs> I'm hitting you with those lyrical ones tonight. Yeah. Hey, I sit on. Hold on a minute. Oh, oh I gotta... the intro. That's hey. just the intro. It's just the intro. 
But I'm still on top of words like the accents. Um, I still gotta get it different, and I'm still in the oven. But these bitches in the kitchen, I'm in different pot zones, different potholes. I've been getting different from these different kind of plot holes. You know, the ones that I be filling in with my own story, and they trying to give me 300. I know the glory. Are you not entertained? Are you still in the slave? And you still be some slaves? And I'm still gonna change the whole world with my mind, with the music, or whatever, or the money, what it takes. You know, I'm down for any weather, rain, snow, sleep. Yo, I'm really down for sun, but if I had to get my sons, you know, shit, this shit is done. I got like 20 different brothers, bro. They all handpicked. Meaning that they all my niggas. Hold up, like, let's get a flick. They gotta back up like 20 feet just to get the whole crew. And you know me, we ain't on that shit. You know, that number two, that number three shit. Nah, we all top dogs. And that's why top dog respect us and we all top dogs, you know? We talk dogs, so it's all wolf wolf. So if anything getting rough, then they stay on my hoof, they stay on my toes. So I gotta watch my fucking Achilles and then they trying to heal me, but really they trying to steal me so. Me so tired, I ain't even gotta get it cause they still tired and they still retired. So I've been trying to flip it back and you know me cause I've been trying to flip that track. I mean, I uh, still gotta get it, get it sold. And if I gotta get my part, I'll flip, part the trap and leave my leading role. You know me, I've been on the same thing. So if I gotta rep somebody, it's still the same team. What's up? Mm. That's that was cool. That was hard, right? That one is hard, bro. <laughs> I told you, I hit you with the boom back. Yeah, you got me on that one, bro. That <laughs> definitely got the heat. I always gotta come packing. Always. I hit you. I hit you with a gangstar one as a '90s one. Then I hit you with the modern boom back ones, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite out of those three? Definitely that last one, bro. That was <laughs> heat, bro. Yeah. You got good beat selection. Yeah, you you murdered it right off the top. Last one. I've been trying to get better at the, but we gonna take the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which one you want me to post out of those three? You want me to post the last one, right? Yeah, probably the first, because probably I gotta start getting messy, like probably like at the end of the last, the last one for the first three, or the last one. You know what I'm talking about, like at the last part for the the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that those like that first part of it. Yeah, I definitely was on point. Though. Yeah, I'll, po- I'll post that. You, 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 did, you did your thing right off, right off the bat of it. Thank you, bro. Yeah, that's... Right off the top, nigga! Yeah. <laughs> that's how it's done. Yes, sir. I know when, I, on our last show, when we talked about freestyling, you look at it as shooting free throws. Yeah, you got to shoot the free throws, bro. If you can't make free throws, then nobody's going to respect your game, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the game plan's all good, but freestyling is it's 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 a part it's important, bro. It's like it's part of you know. There's song making, freestyling, and battling. You know what I'm saying? These three have made up like the vocal part of hip hop. You know, for the longest time. So the truest essence is the battle because you know that's just even Jay said it. That's the truest. That's the the essence of it. The songwriting is you know the joy of it. That's the money making. You know the emotion. And then the freestyling, I feel like, is the fun, bro. That's just, like, the showcasing your, your skill. That's just, you know, 
how how you you know that's like the rap handshake. You feel me? Like when you freestyle with somebody and they can dab as good as you, like that's that's that shit. Or some artists that you think can freestyle pretty good. King Los, bro, he's ridiculous. If you've ever seen King Los's, uh, yeah, he's from Chicago, right? Yeah, bro, his Five Fingers of Death. <laughs> My God, that guy can spit, Joey. Ridiculous. Uh, a lot of rappers, I like listen to their freestyle and then it turns into a verse on their next album. I'm like, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I would say a lot of them are definitely like Joey, I would say it was crazy. And Los, King Los was crazy. Yeah. What about you? You know anybody? Uh, I think Dave East is pretty good. Oh yeah, Dave's, yeah. Dave's. When, you go, when, he, when he did like some of his early Funk Flex freestyles? Yeah. Those are crazy. Mm-hmm. Millie's is a good freestyler, too. Yeah, Juice World is good. Juice World is really good. Juice World was good. I wasn't in tune to Juice World because Bro, I wasn't a Tyler, fan of the music. Did you see Tyler's Funk Flex? No, how was it? You should watch it. I'm telling you. I saw his Grammy performance. I didn't like that too much. Watch his freestyle and tell me what you think. It's different. <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out. Please do, bro. What, what beat did he do it over? I forget it was I forget what which one it was, but I'll send it to you actually, but yeah, you should definitely listen to it when I send it. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I gotta check that out. Uncle Hunter's available on all platforms. Yes, sir. No, it's on Apple Music right now. Probably Spotify by like the end of the week. Oh, so it's not on all platforms yet, but it will be at the end of the week. Yeah, I'll announce. I'll definitely make an announcement, and then I'll, uh, I'll post. You know, I'll post it up that it's on all. Is this your only interview so far, or you have more interviews planned? Um, it's yes, yeah, it's my first one, and then uh, I've actually like you kind of inspired me to get get going on that. So I'm gonna reach out to a few more people. Andrew definitely for not ninety seven, and then um, hopefully hip hop Mike too. I'm gonna see if you know if he would do. Uh, I don't know if he thinks it's a good idea, but seeing how much he would charge or if he's open to doing like an Instagram live with me for like 10 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And just like talk like, you know, about Hunter or whatever, like, and just talk about how we met or whatever. And I think that'd be dope. I'll tell you what, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it, you're, you'll be looking at him in a different way. You know, I think, you, you know, I mean, it's time that these people who have their foot in the industry stick their hand out to help other artists. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm not in the industry, but, I'm taking these independent artists and artists like you with me wherever I go. You know, it's important because when these artists come up, especially with these record labels, they, they come up with a bag full of cash and they pay you to put people on their show and they're horrible. Yeah. These, these artists out here that are, some of these artists that are freestyling on these shows and artists that are in this industry shouldn't even be in here. But the one thing they have is the backing of the record labels. Yeah, it's important. And, and they and they and they force you to put these artists on their shows. That's why it's like it's time that some of these radio hosts out there that are in the position to interview big people should yeah. also reach out to independent artists who can definitely make a difference in this game. Yeah, and help them, you know, get some recognition for themselves. So, well, we'll see, bro. I think I'll be all right. I think you will. I think you will. Anything else you want to cover here tonight, Seku? Uh, no, bro. That's about it. Uh, shout out to to Max, bro. Thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate you. You know, we're always doing big things together, bro. So, you know, we got to continue. 
You already know, man. Send me those tracks. I want to get them in the rotation on my radio station. I got you. You got to remind me still, bro. I forget so easily, and it's my fault. Send me me the three tracks off Hunter. And send me Get Mine, Keep Moving, and Slime. All right, I got you. Send me the MP3 files. I'll get them right in for you, and I'll promote them because every Friday is when I do my promotion for my radio station because I change the rotation up every Friday. All right, bet. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, I, I do the video clips, stories, whatever, get these artists' music played out here. All right, bet. I'm with it, bro. Got to get my, my shit in rotation. Yeah. Yeah, tell them where they can follow you on Instagram. Do you have a Twitter? No, I don't use Twitter, really. But they can follow me on Instagram at SaiSeku, S-I-A-H-S-A-Y-K-U. And then on Apple Music, Seku, Spotify, Seku. And there we have it. Hunter's out. Only on Apple Music right now. Make, but make sure they go to iTunes and buy it, though. They ain't got to buy it. I just want the motherfucking streams. <laughs> streams on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get it anyways. It's the best. Oh, hey, we're going to die. Oh, we got to run. Yeah. All right, bro. All right, Sekou. Take care, all right? All right, my guy. Take it easy, bro. Stay safe. We'll be in touch. And I'm going to post this interview, so I'm sending it to you when it's, when it's up on the YouTube. All right, good looks, my guy. All right, Sekou. I'll catch you. All right, bro. Yeah.